Hey man, there's this band I love And I know you love them too But you're just shaking your head Like you haven't got a clue but What are we gonna do about it? I've got an idea Start a podcast and talk about it While sipping on a beer You've never heard this You've never heard this You've never heard this You've never heard this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is up, Kirk? Dokey dokey morning, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> is that your catchphrase yep, now? I was saving that. <laughs> from Thank, now on. Well, I stole it from Eric. <laughs> you did. That was his idea. It How's was. it going? It's going great. Yeah? Yeah. What you is. been up to? Uh, went camping. Me too. Yeah, you did. Yeah. That was fun. It was, uh, well, by the time this episode airs, it would have been two weeks ago. Yeah, we just got back. Yeah. Well, I guess once this airs, it won't be. It would have been, a, yeah. Well, the same, you went camping around the same time. You got jealous. Yeah, it was you fun. got jealous because I said I was going camping. And yeah. you're like, oh, I want Well, I love camping. I know. And we went to Trillium Lake. We went to Beautiful Til- Trillium. We went to Tillamook. Stinky Tillamook. Stinky. Smells like cows. That's where you get your cheese. Well, yeah, you gotta get the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> It was fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, we didn't go camping together. No. So we're separate. talking about separate things. We might go camping together in we the should. future, though. That'd be fun. Maybe when all the tourists are out of town. Yes, please. Oh, oh tourists. Here's the thing I realized, though, about tourist season. What? No one knows when it's going to end. Because if oh, you can no. go to school at home and work from home, why yep. would you do that at your actual home when nope. you could do it at the beach? I know. I know. We'll deal with it. Uh, we like your money, but... But please leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. It's a love-hate relationship, <laughs> for sure. It absolutely is. Wow. I don't think we've ever started an episode with a larger digression. <laughs> it's okay. You know. A little ch- chitter-chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. You ease them into it, you know. We're just doing, absolutely. We're being, we're being real casual with our conversation. Super, super casual. That's my casual voice. <laughs> we're also a couple beards in by now. <laughs> yeah, just a couple. Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> Seriously, thank you. The podcast is called You've Never Heard This. Wait, it is? I've never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Oh, well, boy. Thank you so much. All for right, listening. let's reel her in. Come on. <laughs> Thanks for putting up with our shit. Tell us how you feel about our shit in a review. Do it. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. Tell them. <laughs> if you have friends. If you don't, I'm sorry. Just tell whoever you want. Send us an email, Mo. We could be your friend. We could. Yeah. Technically. If you're cool. If you're not. If you're not. Then don't email, please. No, nah, please don't. <laughs> um, well, I don't need to throw out the disclaimer about language because we've already said some choice oh, words. We, we but... did. Right at the very <sighs> top there. Yeah. Right off the bat. What are you drinking, Kirk? Oh, What boy. are you drinking that's this, making this, you behave this way? <laughs> this is a... Uh, this is... I'm way out of Oregon on this one. The... I don't know how to say that. Pojala. Uh, Coco Banger. From, where is this from? Estonia. Estonia? Dang. All right. Yeah. That's, that's out there. That's not even in the Northwest. It is not even close. That's like the Midwest, <laughs> right? Estonia is the Midwest? I think so. Might be. 
Huh, maybe. What do you got, Alan? I got the, you know, I went back to my Northwest roots. You did. This is one of the first uh, beers I familiarized myself with when I moved out here from our favorite uh, Fort George Brewery. Yes. It's one of their flagship beers, the Kavatka Stout. It's such a good one. Just it's a... so good. It's very straightforward, yeah. very simple stout, no frills. It's perfect. It's, it's hitting the spot. It's 8.8%. It uh, after I just so had an 11%. I was going to say, just, that's really hitting the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll rein it in this episode. I, okay. I won't get too silly. But um, we got quite the episode. We do, out. yeah. This and is... we're, we're here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about beer. We're I guess. Here, we're here to talk about music. Okay. So what uh, what have you been listening to this week, Kirk? <laughs> I've been listening to Days of Future Past. By the Moody Blues. Is that that really crappy X-Men movie that came out a few years ago? <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. No. No. It's not. Man, I've never... Well, in that case, I have never heard this. <laughs> You've never heard the Moody Blues? Never. Well, I've heard the Moody Blues. Yeah, I've just never heard this album. Okay. All right. Wait. Is that what I'm supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you. Every even-numbered episode is a little sillier than the odd-numbered episodes because... <laughs> We're already, uh, we're already, uh, we're at least two sheets, we're lo- loose two up, sheets you know. to the wind. Yeah, we're loosey goosey. Um, well, tell me about this band. Tell me Holy about this album. God. I am so this... curious as to how you even brought this album to the table. Okay, yeah. So it's the... the oldest album we've talked about on the podcast so far. So this is the Moody Blues' second album, released in 1967. That is so. I mean, you're talking 11 That's... years before I was. Born. No, I thought that was the year you were born. Come on now. Jeez. No. So what you're saying <laughs> is if if you were born in 2020, this album would have only been released in 2009. What are you doing like math? I'm uh, trying. <laughs> I can't <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for my interruption. No. <laughs> this is a yeah, this is an old album. Uh so this is a album near and dear to my heart. Um, so we've talked about albums where I was like a teenager, or you know, both of us, you know, albums we listened to in school and mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. This is an album that I literally grew up with. This is an album that, um, so I grew up, you know, poor in farther northern Wisconsin. And chilly. Oh. Burr. I don't even know if chili's the right word. Downright cold. As Lewis Black once said <laughs> when he went to Wisconsin, it, he's shocked that the federal government hasn't come to rescue you guys yet. <laughs> it's true. That's how cold it is in Wisconsin. Oh, it is. Um, so my dad would work during the day. And when he got home, because this is before we were old enough to, my brother and I, to uh, you know stay home alone. Mm-hmm. So when my dad got home from work, my mother would go off to her job. And so we always had a parent at home. And usually at night when my dad was babysitting us, he would turn the TV off and he'd grab some records and we would just listen to music with him. And this album was one of those that he would put on and we would just hang out. And, you know, uh, another one from that time which I kind of draw like a uh, a parallel with is Ennio Morricone's 
uh, the good, bad, and the ugly. Your dad would play you Ennio Morricone. He absolutely oh, would. Right. Yeah. I need to meet this man. Oh, he, yeah, he's oh, he's like a hermit. Dad, if you're listening, <laughs> so I'm never. He knows meet it's him. true. <laughs> We've been trying to get him out here to Oregon, but you know uh. it's tough. So yeah, so this is an album that I, you know, I just thought of today, that I've been listening to for more than thirty years. That's insane. That's crazy. That is nuts. So anyway, so that's kind of my story of. So growing up, I had to, you know, we didn't get a lot of radio stations up in northern Wisconsin, so. I listen to what my parents listen to. Yeah. And I, I'll, some of it, I will say, I fell in love with. Obviously, we're talking about it. So, um, so Moody Blues, um, they are Justin Hayward in the lead. Uh, he came on, if I remember correctly, it was in this album. Uh, John Lodge, Mike Pinder, Ray Thomas, and Graham Edge. That's uh, that's the Edge from U2's dad. Did huh. you know that? What? It is not. Get yeah. Out there. Yeah, it is. You're so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> God. I got you for a the second. Edge. <laughs> you were like, I thought I knew everything about I was like, this Wait a band. <laughs> um, the, the word Edge plays no part in the Edge's actual no. name. <laughs> well, no. Which really ups the douche factor, if oh, you ask God. me. But. Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, album was recorded with the London Festival Orchestra. Which doesn't exist. What? Doesn't mm-hmm. exist. This time I'm not kidding. No, the London Festival Orchestra is not oh, a I didn't real catch orchestra. That. That's just a fun, clever name they came up with. I oh. found that on the I didn't see that. Genius Bio for the last track, which I'll I'll talk about when we get to it. It surprised the hell out of me. Anyway, keep going. I'll yeah, find yeah. The information. So anyway, uh, sorry. Produced by Tony Clark, who was basically from this album on Moody Blues. Uh, producer, from then on, he didn't do a lot of the stuff he did. I didn't recognize except for the Four Tops. Yeah, that was the same. That was the me. only so, only one I recognized. So I found out uh, here the London Festival Orchestra played the introduction to the song. The orchestra never really existed. It was a name given to the gathering of musicians when the album was oh, put together. Okay, I missed that yeah. one. Uh, one thing I did see is that other than the last song that we're going to play, the orchestra did not play with the band. They played separate. Oh. So the band recorded their part. And the orchestra played there. All right, that makes sense. Except for the last song, which, mm, oh, so good. It well, is. Well, we'll get there. We'll yeah, get we'll there. get there. Um, Let's not blow our loads too soon. Right. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't drink stouts on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, uh, so people have called this the first uh, progressive rock album. Um, one so, of the earliest concept albums. Yes, one of the early concept albums. People have said they kind of almost created a genre with it. Um, they recorded it at a point where they were not finding success and they were basically going broke. And their actually their uh, record company suggested doing a a record with an orchestra, and they kind of took off with that idea you know who has the same story as pink floyd they I, were going I, broke right before they wrote the wall and i get which is a concept yes album. <laughs> and i get parallels with the wall and yeah. this because mm-hmm. it has that very um that concept album where 
well, I would say it could be a movie. The Wall was, was a movie. Ultimately, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And this was written. It's pretty simple, actually. Yeah. It's, uh, it's seven tracks. Yep. Going from the morning to night. Yep. And it's it's kind of a an album about the life of an everyday person. That's, I mean, that's really about, you know, I mean, it gets deeper than that, but that's yeah. really the, the surface of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rolling Stone, I just had, said it was one of the most important albums of 1967. Which is hilarious because when it first came out, they shat on it. They did not give it a good review at all. And then ultimately turned around and, and decided that it was... Oh, crap. I didn't yeah. see that. <laughs> this really. album was not critically acclaimed at all. Okay, I did out. see that, but I didn't see Rolling Stone. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but one of the reviews said that it sounded like the Moody Blues were drowning <laughs> in their own ambition. Or <laughs> something to that effect. Wow. <laughs> when it first came out, of course. Sure, sure. And then that, that seems to always happen. Pet Sounds was... Oh, yeah. Was, I got you. Yeah. Everyone hated it when it first came out. <laughs> and then, you know, as time goes by and you realize all of the all of the bands and the albums that you know these types of records influence and then you're like oh see that's why i think you you know you can't always listen to the critics no i i learned the hard way i've missed a lot of movies that i really ended up enjoying because Uh i listened to a critic i'm listening to a podcast right now called newcomers where it's lauren lapkus and nicole and they are they are watching the star wars movies for the first time ever having no knowledge and they love the shitty ones and it's because they're not listening to the critics and i'm like no i get it sure absolutely i get it you know if you don't Mm -hmm. if you just you know draw from you know your own experience your own opinions you enjoy things a lot more for sure absolutely yeah so let's get into this this is going to be interesting if you've never heard this album Oh boy, I don't even know. Let's just let's <laughs> just let's get into let's it, get into and it. you will find out on your own. And, and tell us what you think. Yeah, you know where to reach us. Absolutely, we say it every episode. Please do it. We'll say it again at the end. It's in the episode description. Yeah, let's get to it. The day begins. So they creep into this one. There's some silence here. I'll fill it with my my talking dulcet tones. <laughs> background i'll leave it a little higher then so 
Apparently the day begins with an ice cold beer. I don't know if you heard me oh, <laughs> opening my can in the background. But. We say that quite often, but I feel like that one we're going to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, this album, as you're now going to find out, it sounds like a film score. Yeah. It really does. Uh, one thing that it really reminds me of, another th- another thing that I grew up with was Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and this remind this whole album reminds me of Fantasia. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. It's so good. This is another one where I could like put it on on headphones and kind of come up with my own little movie. Mm-hmm. But let me just say we will get into some actual songs songs you some of you will probably recognize yeah the beginning of this song is an overture and just like any overture in like a musical it's it's uh it's got pieces of every song that yes, comes after exactly it. So you're getting a taste of what exactly like right now yep and it even ends with a portion of a poem that is then continued at the last song mm-hmm. that bookends the whole album it's I think this is an amazing album I really do there you gotta recognize that one that's the good stuff ah So I said I thought this would be a tough album when when I, you know, I gave it to you thinking, well, I love this album, you know, but I guess then I was like, well, I've never listened to it in the context of our podcast. I was like, man, this is going to be a tough one. And it's so near and dear to your heart that that I would imagine you were almost a little nervous to to suggest it. Like, is he going to like it? Is he going (laughs) to hate it? I mean, a little bit, because I don't, I think in... In this podcast, I don't want to... Although, I, I want to say I value your opinion, yeah. for sure. But I think... The, the poem coming here. Yeah, here it comes. Cold-hearted orb that rules the night. Remove the colors from our sight. Red is gray and yellow white. But we decide which is right. And which is an illusion. So that's going to come into play later. Uh... It's a, it's a poem called uh, Morning Glory. It was I couldn't find who wrote it. Everything I found said that Graham Edge wrote it. Yeah, I I know he wrote The Late Lament, which is the end poem. Yeah. So I would assume he did this one? Yeah. Anyway, continue your thought. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, if you hated this album, I mean, I can't say it wouldn't sting a little. But, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, that's what our podcast is. Yeah. So, so Yeah. But I think when I first started listening to it in terms of the podcast, I was like, oh, man, is he going to like this? Yeah. Is he? Well, and then uh, I was like, well, he's a theater kid, and this is very theatrical. Well, I got to tell you, got some spoilers for you. <laughs> it's fucking delightful. It is. I That's loved awesome. every <laughs> damn second That's awesome. of this album. <laughs> so That's awesome. I'm well glad done, to hear sir. it. Well done, sir. Well done. Glad to hear it. It's just it's just a great I mean, as you're gonna find out, we're 
you know, just the beginning. It's only seven songs, but it's 40 minutes long. And boy, I mean, it goes from this to, I'm just going to let it keep going. Because the songs kind of bleed together. Yeah. Uh, so now we're into Dawn. Dawn is a feeling. And I'll turn it up here because this is going to be a legit song. Like a, well, that doesn't make sense. I know what you mean. A, it's it's the first song on the album that's a split between the orchestral and the yes, rock. Yes, there we go. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. That's why I said this is a tough one to, because there's really like almost no disconnect. Yeah, there's a lot of orchestration coming there it is a beautiful ceiling the smell of grass just makes you pass into a dream you're here today no future fears this day will This whole album is so 60s, 70s, like sounding British. I mean, it's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of right in my wheelhouse. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, See, yeah. Because I was always such a big fan of the Beatles and uh -huh. Pink Floyd. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why I think. I'm a huge Beatles fan. Yeah. To the Me point where I don't really listen to them anymore because I don't. First of all, I, li I listen to them too much <laughs> yeah no, I get so that. it's like uh -huh. I'm taking a break yeah. for many many years yes I get I'll, that. I'll throw on a uh, you know I've got I've only got two albums of theirs on vinyl I'll throw it on okay. on my record player every once in a while sure but, but uh I love stuff like this yeah me too how about Pink Floyd how is it, what is your I'll, I love Pink Floyd okay. well I shouldn't say when I say I love Pink Floyd, I feel like a little bit of a fraud because I'm only really familiar with Dark Side of the Moon and The Wall, oh, <laughs> the okay. two big ones. So when I say I love Pink Floyd, I mean I love those two albums very much. So, so an album that I was going to actually I haven't asked you about is um, The Final Cut. Okay. Which was one I was going to, because it's one of Pink Floyd's not as, you know, uh, revered and not as you know out there as like the wall yeah. and dark side um, but I fucking love it alright yep it's a great again it's a concept album bring it to the table okay I'm looking for an excuse right. to get into more Pink Floyd so that would be kind of interesting where cause I don't we haven't really done that where you're familiar with a band but not familiar with the certain album yeah so that could be, that'd be could a good be a one. Good one. Okay. So yeah. So here we are. Dawn. Dawn is a feeling. It's... I'm loving these these orchestral arrangements. I mean, they yes. they really they paint a picture. So good. 
Yeah, it does. No, it does. And this album being from day to night, uh huh. They do that. Yeah. I'm just gonna let it go. Well, that's what I've been doing. I'm just so now. <laughs> that's why I said this is a tough one. So it is we just tough. we just went from dawn into morning, or the morning, another morning. So this song is very reminiscent of like a Mary Poppins type song to me. Sure, especially uh-huh. the lyrics. It's about you know like balloons and like you know. <laughs> yeah, I saw flight. something about that. It, it's like uh, about like kids playing. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Or like a Beatles tune specifically written by Ringo Starr. <laughs> one of his songs, like the one they yeah. let him put on the album. Of course, yeah. <laughs> like, the, what is it? The uh, Like Octopus, octopus Garden. Garden, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wrote song about an octopus. Whoa, Ringo. Where did you get here? Greasy school, away from school. Cowboys fighting out at Seems to stand still So exciting, love stands out so inviting, and the bill he gets a thrill sitting watching Bobby Will. Time seems to stand quite still in a child's world, it always will. Yesterday's dreams are too. Yesterday's dreams are tomorrow's size. I, I don't know what that means, but I like the sound. I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is. It's a jaunty. It is jaunty. Little tune. <laughs> I can seriously see Mary Poppins and Bert. Sure. Uh-huh. And the Banks children just you know, walking through the park and. Exactly. This album is so something else. <laughs> I love it's it. A, I love it. A, a class all its own. It really is. And I was surprised when looking this up, how many like different versions. So the the one we're listening to is simply the remastered of the original album. Uh, yeah, it's it's the original recording. Just it's cleaned up a little. So know? I yeah I saw something that in so this was released in '67. And I think it was, God, dang it, not that long, like in the 70s, they found that their master recordings were deteriorating. Oh. And that's when they decided to remaster them. So basically anything you find more modernly is going to be a remastered version. Um but apparently the, because they had no choice. Yeah, basically. But I guess the the original uh, '67 version is out there. You can listen to. But yeah. Anyway. Mm. All right. So it's all on Spotify. So yeah. Have we made it into the next track here? We can. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was it. No, not yet. See. <laughs> it sounded. There. It sounded like a little. little We're bit. almost to lunch break, peak hour, which is the track. Maybe we should take a break before lunch break. Ooh, lunch break. We'll be right back. And we are back. We're back. Not from lunch break, but from beer break. Beer break. Yeah. Talking to my That's, wife break. Letting yeah, her letting her come out of seclusion break. Little chat. It's yeah. Good. It's good. But 
We're going to get right into track number four, Lunch Break, Peak Hour. song here in a minute i i i wrote down that i love the uh the like quote-unquote industrial musical or training video (laughs) orchestration like it reminds me of old school like 50s like yeah well that's why welcome welcome to the 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 ford family yeah exactly it's it just kind of puts you in that mood of, of I wrote busy bees. I was gonna yes, I was gonna say like like you can see like a visual of people walking, you know, yeah, fast, they're, quick. They're risk. walking quick with their trench coats and their briefcases exactly. on downtown exactly. New York City. Well here's the rock. Here we go. So good. I love how the orchestration always complements the the rock. It does. That comes it really does. It. It's not jarring. It's not. No. It's it's yeah. They work together perfectly. It's very well thought out. Oh my god. None god. of this was done by accident. Oh no. It'd be very foolish if it was. <laughs> This will be this whole podcast. That's just listening. listening. <laughs> well, we got to stretch out the time somehow. There's only seven tracks. That's true. That's true. I don't know. The last track. We'll, we got some talking to do on that one. Because that is. That's the track you probably. It's definitely the one you know. I was going to say, if you think you've heard a Moody Blues song, that's the one you've heard. So I don't have much on. Like I said, these songs are pretty, 
it's almost kind of surfer rock, like yeah. surf rock kind of sound. Well, and I, and I get how I get how hard it is for you because you've heard this album your entire life as just someone who who's been saturated with it. Yeah. So it had to have been so hard for you to criticize it or or analyze it. You're, you're exactly for the, right for the podcast. Like I've never listened to it from any kind of critical standpoint. Like you're too familiar with it. Kind of. Like I've always just it's just an album I listened to. Yeah. You know, and loved mm-hmm. and never thought of it in any, you know. I have that problem every single episode that's that's my pick. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I can see that. It's interesting. But I think, in a way, it makes me more intimate with the album. Yeah. Because it makes me look at it in another light. Mm-hmm. It makes me listen to it in another way. Yeah. Which I love. This podcast is awesome. For me. Not for you. Or maybe, I hope for you. I hope it's awesome for I you hope, guys. I hope it is. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. But I'm saying, for me, like, this is really... So here we're going into... The afternoon. Ooh, you've probably heard this one. It's another single. I don't think I've heard this one before. Really? really? Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe. Like, the chorus sounds a little familiar. Okay. So maybe there's, like, some disconnect, because I never knew who did it. Maybe. Well, that could like, be. I never sure. associated it with Moody Blues. I could see that. Uh-huh. But, I don't know. Yeah. I just wrote down for this <laughs> song, so fun. Wow. Didn't <laughs> think I'd like it this much. That's awesome. I love that. That's fun. I'm just like, really, how gripping can seven tracks be? And then I listen to it literally like two <laughs> bars into the first track, and I'm like, oh shit, this is this is gonna be a ride. <laughs> oh, it's a ride. It really is. Who writes about a Tuesday afternoon? <laughs> but see, that's the simplicity of this album. Exactly. They could have picked a, a, a more likable day, but they didn't. <laughs> they chose Tuesday afternoon yeah. because it it illustrates the ordinariness. Yeah, absolutely. That is like ninety nine percent of life. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Fucking just Tuesday afternoon. It's like, wasn't there that there was like some young girl in in 
England who like shot up a bunch of people and when they asked her why she did it she said I don't like Mondays that sounds familiar yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah that does sound familiar I realize now there's hardly any correlation between that girl and, and what we were well, trying no, to I what, the I, point we were trying to make before that but I saw where you're going with that drunk logic <laughs> drunk history no so okay so now this one i've been so up to this point i've been letting every track run its course i have not skipped anything um but this one now goes on for a while this is a weird album because each track could have multiple songs and i forget afternoon let me just skip ahead a little See, this is all on on the afternoon. How long is this track, Kirk? Total, it's eight. Yeah, eight minutes. Yeah, eight and a half minutes. Who do they think they are? Tool. <laughs> oh, 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 that's a good one. <laughs> I bet you Maynard is a. Fan. It seems like the like kind of like the kind of band he would like that no one would expect. I could see that. Uh huh. Yeah. I'll bet you anything. Do you think he likes the Shags? Oh, I said we should do an episode on the Shags. My pal Foot Foot. <laughs> oh my God. That, sorry. <laughs> I, I will almost guarantee you, you have no idea what we're talking about. Go check them out. Check out the Shags. That's S-H-A-G-G-S. Yes. It will blow your mind. It's bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It is something. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on to evening? Evening. We shall. You could only see the bullshit <laughs> motions <Dancing. laughs> that Kirk and I are doing right now. So this is the weird. Um, I writ, wrote down. When the sun goes down and the clouds go frown, night has begun for the sunset. See it with your eyes, as re-energized by the sun's rays every day take a look out there planets everywhere so i tried to find some information on this song because the indian influence is stark yeah but i, I could couldn't not... find anything either no I just wrote, sounds like a show tune at first, then it takes a turn. What a strange song. Yes, very strange. <laughs> it really is. Um, but I guess the only thing I can think of is in the, I guess, the 60s and 70s, the 
you know, the Indian culture. Everyone was either went and like visited a guru exactly. or or brought exactly. somebody who knew how, how to play a sitar exactly. into, their, into I mean, their recording session. I mean, look at the Beatles right there. Oh, yeah. You know, so I, that's the only thing I can think of is that they just, you know, that was a big influence because it is so, I mean, yeah. The, the <laughs> yeah. Indian influence is... I don't hate it though. No, no, I don't. And one, like you said before, I, I've listened to the song how many times and just never really thought about. Oh wow, this is, you know. And you didn't think about it until you tried to find information on. Well, it, that probably, too. And you were like, what? What the hell? <laughs> exactly. Well, because I want to know, like, what was there something that led to this? Yeah, you know, who knows? But I could not find it. I mean, I'm sure there was, but... Maybe it was as simple as we are hemorrhaging money. <laughs> Clearly, people like hearing the Indian sound, so we should do it, too. That, yeah. And that could, could be. Could be a thing. And yeah. that's not to could discredit be. the band, because no. this song is it's yeah. good, and it fits, in, it fits into the rest of the it album. Does. It's not like they did it... Uh, to be gimmicky. No, no, I don't. I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Absolutely not. And then we're back to some little, little mm. dainty orchestration. <laughs> so, oh, I can't wait right? to get to track number So I'm just seven. gonna. I forget. Within this track, I'm gonna skip ahead just to see. Oh, oh, wait. Sorry. Fantasy strides over colorful skies, the form disappearing from view. In twilight time, dream with me while. Nightingale plays a dark mellow phrase of notes that are rich and so true. An aerial display by the firefly brigade. Dancing to tunes no one knew. In twilight I forget which tracks have actual like songs. I know. Ah, oh, so bizarre. Parts of this album are just like a fever dream. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Really. <laughs> like Yeah. Like some albums are just made to be listened to while you're under the influence. Oh, <laughs> come on. This is from 1967. Exactly. So, right? Exactly. <laughs> if it's not pot, it's LSD. Oh, yes. Hmm, how do you say that? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. So, shall we get into... We must. ...the night? Come on, people. We must. This is it. in white satin never reaching the end letters I've written 
have a meaning to send Beauty I'd always miss With these eyes before Just what the truth is I can't say anymore Cause I love you You turn oh, it down. Sorry, Kurt. I know, I know. God, what a good song. So, first of all, all I all I have to say right off the bat is this asshole was only nineteen when he wrote yes, this song. Nineteen. <laughs> Justin Hayward was fucking nineteen when he wrote this song. Composed it is is how I read it. So I'm guessing he had the you know, the sound. Oh, so man. here's the thing, Kirk. When you texted me initially with our typical band name followed by a question mark. So yes. it was Moody Blues. Yeah. I told you I only knew this song. Sure. So when you said, okay, we're going to do Days of Future Past yes. by the Moody Blues, I was like, sweet. So when I typed it into Spotify and pulled it up, imagine my confusion when track number seven was just called The Night. <laughs> And then uh-huh. every single piece of information yes. I read about this album said, and then the hit single, Nights in White Satin. And I'm like, but it's not on this album. What are you talking about? <laughs> yep. That's the bizarre like nature of how this album is set up. So it's like, what I want to know is, is this song just like colloquial, or sorry, not colloquially, but like commonly known as Nights in White Satin, but the real name is the night or what what's going on there so the way i take it is as we've talked about is that so the tracks go the day begins dawn the morning lunch break afternoon evening and the night right and there are songs contained within each of those okay but so but a lot of the song titles are like afternoon colon true. and then the, so that's just where my confusion was but You've imagined my confusion. Yeah. Oh, now absolutely. imagine my delight <laughs> when I realized that this was the song it was because this is it's hilarious because this is the up until now the only song I knew by this band, but yeah. it is one of my all time favorite songs and has been it's, for a long time because it is so beautiful. It's an amazing song. It it's is so good. I mean like I said, so in my notes... <laughs> I have nothing to say no, except I, that. So in my notes, I put, like, this song. Like, if I had a song that could remind me of my childhood. And I'm not talking being a teenager. I'm not talking, you know... I'm talking, like, being a kid. Yeah. Which is kind of weird that it's a a song from 1967. But, you know, it was one of my dad's big albums. So, yeah. This reminds me of being a kid. And, uh, yeah, wrote at 19 because his girlfriend gave him a gift of satin bed sheets. Well, I mean, it goes way deeper than that. Don't make me, I don't want to like. But that was like the catalyst that was, for, yes, the, exactly. for the song itself. Yeah. And he even said, uh, Justin Hayward, that, sorry, this is going to get into the late lament because I got to crank it for that one. 
Anyway, uh, he said that when he wrote this song, uh, and I don't have the exact quote, so I'm paraphrasing, but that it every line meant something to him, and that he, when he put it out there, he realized that other people kind of took it the same way he did, and that's awesome. That it was like such a meaningful song to him. But the poem, which we're going to hear real soon here, was written by drummer Graham Edge, which we mentioned before. The Edge's father. God. <laughs> it's called Late Lament, and it bookends with the first song. Morning uh, Glory is the poem in the first song. So it's coming here. And then... I love this. I love it. I love it. This album is so bonkers. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Breathe deep the gathering gloom. Watch lights fade from every wound. Bedsitter people look back and lament. Another day's useless energy spent. Impassioned lovers wrestle as one. Lonely man cries for love and has none. New mother picks up and suckles her son. Senior citizens wish they were young. Cold-hearted orb that rules the night. Removes the colors from our sight. Red is gray and yellow-white. But we decide which is right, and which is an illusion. Come on. I really, I really, oh, uh, I really wish you guys could see what I just <laughs> saw. Kirk lip-syncing every word to that poem so dramatically. <laughs> Clearly, this is an album that means so much to him. So, it's funny, if my wife Sarah were here, she would tell you that... Because you'll come across Nights in White Satin on the radio yeah. or on Spotify on like certain It's playlists. popping up on like 94.9 The Bridge. Sure, or, it is. You know. And once in a great while, sorry, that's, that's it, uh, they will play The Late Lament, that little poem. And this, yes, this album I've listened to so much that I, I know every word, I love it, you know, I always recite that, but they don't always play that. So if they don't, I got to turn the radio down and Sarah will tell you, like, I got to, you know, I got to recite the whole poem. That's awesome. I just love it. Kirk, I I got to tell you, Uh, for the first time ever on this podcast, thank you. Wow. For bringing this album into my atmosphere, into my my attention, because it's fantastic. It really is. And. It's it's going on the list as one that I I'm not gonna delete from my Spotify. That's this sweet. is on there forever, and uh, I I just want to say thank you. So thank cool. you. That's so cool. Thank you so much. Um, I had one other note that I learned in researching this that was kind of bizarre, uh, and I couldn't find a year on this if it's still around or not. But apparently, there was a or is maybe a Hard Rock Park in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, that had a theme park ride based on Knights in White Satin. 
Apparently right. it was a 3D. You put a 3D glasses on, and it was like a dark ride. I don't know. It, I'm like reaching for my phone, like I need to Google this immediately. I, I don't know or, if that or was the like computer. You know, <laughs> it used to be a thing. I don't know. I could not find like a year or anything, but yeah, kind of weird. I mean, I'd, I'd ride it. I'd check it out. Yeah, sounds soft. But anyway, I mean, there so, we go. Wow. I mean, I don't know. Wow. I don't know that I need to tell you my final thoughts on this album. I think yeah. I, I've said it all. With, I think you have. With, with a thank you. That's awesome. It's incredible. And normally I wouldn't try and I would try to pick a, a playlist song that wasn't the big <laughs> yeah. hit. Sure. But Nights in White Sadness. Oh, my God. Gotta go. Oh, on. my God. And if only so because I, I never heard the album version. I've only ever heard the single version, which doesn't oh. often, it doesn't include the poem at the it end. It doesn't. Sometimes. I feel like there's been a time or two, it's been on the radio. Yeah, it's kind of like how they don't they don't always play, oh, which one of the, uh, an, another brick in the wall oh, part, yes. parts that they never play on the radio. Yes. But every once yeah. in a while, you'll get it. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like this. But uh, I got to put this one on the playlist. That's awesome. No, I like it. The whole album's fantastic, but as a whole, but this one, Nights in White and Satin, just yeah, stands out to I me as, as the one. So fuck yeah, yeah. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. It really I was. I really didn't think I was gonna enjoy it as much <laughs> as I did, Kurt. Nineteen sixty-seven. Wow, man, we weren't even to the moon yet. Nope. That's nuts to think about, right? Well, tell us, uh, tell us what you think. You know, Bring it send, on. Us, send us Bring a voice message. Again, none of you are doing it. None of you are Come sending on. us voice messages. We love to hear your please, pretty voices, please. especially our new listeners in Turkey or, or Turkey. Canada. That's awesome. I bet, Canada. You guys, I bet you guys sound cool. Hey, I'm from Wisconsin, so I'm basically Canadian. You're basically yeah, Canadian. Eh? Oh. <laughs> oh. Every time. Every time. All right. I think that's Poutine? it. Poutine? Poutine. <laughs> you like can't Poutine. just throw out words. I guess I can. <laughs> All right. Send us a voice message. Send us an email. Please do. You know, we we love to hear from you. And I hope we're ha- you're having as much fun as we are. I we really had a do. lot of fun tonight, Kirk. We really did. We we had a few heavy hitters in a row. So <laughs> this is a blast. This is a blast. So hopefully this still sounds as good in the morning as it sounds right now. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. We'll love see, you. We'll, all. See you we'll, we'll see you next time.